Hello, everybody. Welcome to an unexpected podcast. Today on the podcast, we've got Devin in DC, we've got Evan in Ireland, we've got Alisher down in uh, Philadelphia. And today we're going to do another uh, how to beat a certain list uh, episode. We did one of these with the Legion of the Dragon Emperor. Today's episode is going to be on the Pits of Dol Guldur, which is another legendary legion that's been showing up a lot on top tables. And Evan, who has used the Pits of Dol Guldur quite a bit, he's going to be presenting his list um, and kind of talking through how it works. And then uh, Devin, Alisher, and I are each going to present a super secret list that we have designed specifically to beat the Pits of Dol Guldur. And after that, we're going to vote to see who has the best chance of doing that. And in a different episode coming in the future, uh, we are going to fight it out on a virtual, not a virtual tabletop, but we're going to fight it out on a picture um, and and talk through how that battle would have gone and uh, decide between us uh, uh, who we think would have emerged victorious. Okay, so this is a list from uh, uh, Mick Duholm. Duholm, all right, if I mispronounce it, I apologize. But um, he has kind of an he has an interesting list, one that we haven't kind of seen uh, a variant of in a little while. And this is um, Dark Powers of Dol Guldur, Azog's Hunters, without an Azog in it. So I thought this would be kind of an interesting list to go through here. Um, now, one thing that's not specified here is how many points this is. Um, anybody want to take a stab at this, at how many points this is? It's got 47 miles. All right. Well, I'll go through the list, and then we can decide how many points we can get. 700? That looks 700 fine. to 750. Yeah, somewhere in there. Because the heroes are so cheap. Um, yeah. Ev, do you have um do you have Army Builder up? Uh, I do. Um do you want to I'm, talk? I'm just trying to like let's see. So the heroes in total are 300 points. Yeah. Basically so 700. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, and then Hunterworks are eight each, so 12 would be roughly 100 points. Um, so that's... Um, then 120 from those two warbands, so that's like 520. And then two more warbands. 700 sounds right maybe 750 right. um with the banner hold on eight yeah 700 points okay that's that's what i'm settling on 700 Most likely points. 700 all right well this is a this is a pretty it, for a 700 ish army this is a pretty hefty model count with 47 models eight bows eight might for those of you at home um there are five warbands here um there is first warband is uh, helmed by the lingering shadow um, and in with it, it has four hunter orcs and four gun to bad warriors. Um, one has a banner, three have shields, and I'm sorry, three have spears. Uh, all of them have shields, and then one fell work just for a little bit of uh running quickly. Then we have the witch king, and the witch king has one hunter orc with a two handed pick, three hunter orcs, three, and then uh, four gun to bads. Um, one has a spear and a shield. I'm sorry, three have spear and shield, and then one, I guess, to save a point, has just a spear. Uh, and also one fell warg added in. 
And we've got a Castellan of Dil Guldur with a Morgul Blade. And he's got three Gundabad Orcs with Spear and Shield and three with Shield. Another Castellan of Dil Guldur with Morgul Blade with uh, um, three, three uh, Spear Gundabads and three Shield Gundabads. And then last, we have Thimble the Hunter with Fel Warg. Um, and he's got six Hunter Orcs with Orc Bow, four Hunter Orcs, and two Fel Orcs. So come out at 47 models, which is a, a healthy number of models, and um, eight bows and uh, eight might. So what are people's thoughts on this particular list? I like it. Um, <clears throat> I think it's a well-balanced list. There's certain things, like, I don't having played the game, I guess as long as I have, I feel like there are certain trends that I see a lot with like variants. So this is a list where I feel like the heroes support the army more than the army supports the heroes, which kind of like opens and you all of course can disagree with that sentiment. But like, I feel like if you play against an army that has like some big heroes, it's very possible that they just get rolling. And because your heroes are so small in nature, like they're not going to be able to do very much against it. Now, does the lingering shadow have strike, or is it just the witch king and thimble? They both do. They both the have lingering them. shadow so and the witch king having and three, thimble. Having three strikers is nice, but at the same time, like they're all fight five. Like if you're playing against, you know, any of the big heroes that I, you see a lot these days, you know, Aragorn, Elendil, Aragorn. I mean, uh, Azog bowl even there's not much that's going to stop them outside of the hope that they botch a fight roll yes i'm I, I don't know i guess i'm a little bit of a different opinion about this whole list i think the lack of march i think the fact that all of his heroes are to attack oh, has march right oh, i can no. continue your thought while i check well he does. yeah check yeah. he doesn't oh, okay well, then, Look, yeah. March isn't super important, but I mean, it, it, it's just a lack of that. He has no mobility at all. Real, oh, Felwark. Sorry, he has two, four. Well, and Fimble's so, okay. on Felwark. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so, so lingering the one that like March isn't super important. Then I guess he just he has also no might. Is my other issue? I that's why I'd rather have Hunter Captains than Castellans because like. To be honest, the Wraiths usually save their at least one might for a resurrection. Um, so you're really looking at two points of might plus Thimble. So like Thimble's carrying the team on the heroic action well, side. Remember, the Witch King has three. Well, yeah, but they usually save one for resurrections. Yeah, I know. I mean, like uh, you could right. just go. You the can, you can go hell. The Lingering Shadow has two, so I think he's got. Even if he saves one on each of those guys for resurrection, he's got, he's got three points of my plus Fimble. Three off of them and then Fimble, who's got which is six in a seven hundred point list. Normally it's one per one hundred is the average. Um I I think he's low on might. I, I I in low on like the army actually has to kill. Like I know uh Alex was saying that the, the heroes are gonna do a lot of the killing here, but I actually think the Army no, no, no! Really... It's the other way around. The... Oh, okay. You do. Oh, the heroes okay. support the army, not the army supporting the heroes. Okay, then yes, I would one hundred percent agree with that. I, I actually do still think though that Hunterwork captains would be a better option than Castellans. Um, I just Castellans are a great doorstop. You throw them up against a charging Azog or something, and okay, 
fantastic. You're, they're not going down anytime soon, except for through I- extremely bad dice rolling, which I have seen on Castellans. But um, I still, I don't know. Maybe I'd trade one Castellan for a um, Honor Captain. Uh, and then the other one can be that doorstop against like an Aragorn or something. Because that's what I see Castellans as. I don't see them as killers. They're just doorstops against heroes. And then, of course, the Morgul Braid presence is a threat, but that's, I don't know, that's the way I see them. I, otherwise, yeah, the army has a lot of work cut out for it. So, and the heroes are not going to do a lot to help other than Lingering Shadow Harassing, which can, you know, I don't know, two attacks with strength four, five, five. Like, I mean, it, you're, 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 you're a captain. You're like banking on captains going around doing anything. Like, I mean, I'm not really. Well, he's also banking on forty, you know, a, a forty model um, battle line with hunter orcs in front and gundabads behind. Yeah, it's just the army is by itself. Like it's it's it it it's supported. Look, I love lingering shadow. I love the witch king and all that. Like I do actually like the heroes, but I just feel like there's no major threat except for the army itself. Yeah. So they're just going to roll through if they get going, they're just going to keep going, I think. Well, and I, you, I mean, I do like that. I do like the idea of, of the two cast alliances, the counter to the big hero, because you know, they're slow, but you can kind of like put one on the right, one on the left. And mm-hmm. whichever way the big hero goes, the castellan's job is just to charge into that big hero. Yeah, and say, I will. I will now stall you for the rest of the game, um, which is not a not actually a bad counter to. um you know, big scary hero. I guess I I often like to have three major threats, and I see basically one, which is the army, and so there's no other major threat. So then I guess the combined weight of all the heroes might be two, but I not really. <laughs> and you have lack of heroic moves. That's just I, I just I I do not. I think dark powers by itself just really lacks that serious threat which is why often when i play it i like to usually ally it um with uh, azog's hunters or legion but which can it is it allowed to do that yeah 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 so but other than that otherwise though the list is fun okay i do not think this is a bad list by any means so all of everything i just set aside i don't think it's a terrible list i just wouldn't go to articon with it that's my fault yeah, um, I've seen, I've seen lists like this before, um, and I think, I think the problem with this one is it's not capitalizing on the things you want to capitalize with this list, um, and I don't. I think this list, the the plan of this list is to kill the enemy before they kill you um and in that way you remove the heroes going crazy problem and killing your entire army without you being able to do everything by just killing them faster than you do um so i would say go heavier on the hunter orcs is my big piece of advice um in the pits of dogal door list you can afford to go less heavy just because you can rely on Azog to do a lot of the killing and then be less reliant on your battle line, but especially because this list is bigger, 
and by a decently significant margin. Um, I think that just leaning on your orc, say, taking maybe, say, a 66% hunter orcs to 33% gun to bats is going to be a, a much nicer split. Um, and it means that you have redundancy in the sense that once your hunter orcs start dying, you can just put more hunter orcs in and you can really get those two attacks in there. Because the way this list likes to play is it goes... It heroic marches up, which is one thing we need to fix. And then it surrounds the opponent with a lot of maneuverability, which this list doesn't really have. And then it uses its hunter orcs to just grind down the opponent before the opponent can grind down them, even with their heroes. So I think in order to make this list fulfill this game plan, you need to drop the Castellans. Um, maybe even drop one of the Nazgul's of Dobledore and then take another Azog's Hunter's Warband and then an Azog's Legion Warband. And I know this, this, this changes the heroes a lot. It doesn't change the warriors a lot. But I think something like Fimble and Yazneg for Azog's Hunters, just a generic gun to bat orc captain for Azog's Legion to get the march, and then the Witch King. I think you take those models and then you just fill up with guys and then you can also afford to get a ton of models and get some extra stuff that you want to get. Like you can take a couple of Warbats, which are extremely useful to be able to get behind the enemy to pluck out certain targets. And if, if a hero is on foot, you can just hit them and possibly knock them prone and that will mitigate them a little bit obviously it doesn't work for mounted models but it's still good maybe you take one or two murkwood spiders which can shoot their paralyzes into combat and try and take out heroes that way um and in general you can also grab a warhorn which i think this list needs um because with pits of dogledore at least azog's courage is okay that he can lead into these terror-causing armies, but you really need a Warhorn for this list, especially when it breaks, because you don't have Azog's massive standfast when it breaks. Everything's going to run when it breaks, so you need that Warhorn to be able to keep things alive. Um, and in general, if you take a list like that with four heroes instead of five, and all four of those heroes being high on might, You'll have more might points to spend. You'll have a march in there. You'll have a lot more auxiliary units like bats and spiders and maybe a couple more fell wargs to be able to surround better, to be able to do cool and fun things. Um, you'll have more hunter orcs to be able to kill people quickly. Um, I think a list like that will perform a lot better and will most likely perform in the way you want this list to perform. So I know I'm I'm suggesting some very radical hero changes and some decently big warrior changes as well. But I think if you want to maximize an army like this, you you want to make those changes. I think it's called for. I don't think five war bands is necessary. And two, like I don't understand the focus on 
uh, uh, on Dogledor because you don't even benefit from like the pure bonus of Dogledor. So two rates doesn't isn't necessary isn't really necessary. There's be a better seventy five points to spend than a second wraith. So if you wanted to do kind of less surgery on this list, I think this list would be kind of improved if you just deleted one of the cast ones and replaced it with a hunter or a captain. And that gives you the march. Um, and I think this, this list is going to need a march to get mm -hmm. closer in the face of shooting. Um, you know, that still leaves you with the, the courage deficit. I mean, if you wanted to, you could... I mean, if you wanted to, you could drop both Castellans, put one Hunter Art Captain, and then you in, and then um, use uh, um, some points to uh, um, get a uh, get a Warhorn in there, yeah. As well as maybe an extra guy or two, that would be a way to do it, um, and that you know kind of solve two of your problems. Um, I mean, I do kind of like the idea of the Castellan as the, as the tank in this particular list to deal with the the big super killy hero. So, you know, it, it kind of depends whether you want to kind of keep that gimmick um, in the list. You've also got enough figures here, particularly at 700 points. So you could just drop some figures if you wanted to and get a, get a Warhorn in here and keep one of the Castellans. Yeah, I think the concern with dropping figures is you're relying so much on your warriors to do the damage that you really want to make this list maybe not a full horde, but at least a semi-horde to be able to take some damage from heroes and still be able to have the hitting power to beat through the army. Yeah, but there's, I mean, there's some stuff you could drop. You could drop the two-handed pit. I think probably with like if you drop maybe three Gundabads or um or transition some Gundabads to to cheaper hunter orcs. Um and then um and then you know drop some extra stuff like the two-handed picks, um, maybe dropped a couple bows, maybe dropped a Felwarg. Um, you could uh you could probably get a get a Warhorn in here without doing, you know, too heavy a hit to the model count. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's perfectly feasible. I think what we're all agreed on is that we want some form of march in there, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, right. And then we probably want to get the Warhorn in at some point. Um, you could... I think I would personally prefer dropping the other Castellan as well and just getting the Warhorn in there. And then maybe filling out a bit more on models and then making a more well-rounded list in that way. Um, but you can keep the Castellan and, and drop something else. Right. Um, obviously, the, the big sweeping changes I recommended earlier is how I would optimize the list and how I would think it would perform best. But I think just making those smaller changes is going to make a big difference. And I still I still recommend taking a higher hunter orc to gun to battle orc ratio. All right. Fair enough. Well, we have about 15 minutes left before we get to the two hour mark. So do we have time to do one more here? Um, because we haven't done this in a while. I will not be able to go above two hours. So just a heads up if I have to draw. Yeah, we'll do, let's see if we can do, uh, let's, 
Let's see if we can do uh Sharby nine five four zeros list um pretty quickly. Um although I do see something from Bilbo Swaggins, and I really do like that name. Um, but uh so this is a um uh so this is this is a choice here. So maybe we can go through, talk about this a little bit, and then just decide which of the two choices he gave us um we would want to do. So this is uh this is based on a core of Watford in the Water and uh, Derbers. And this appears to be a 700-point uh, a list. And he says the core at 375 points is Derbers, the Watcher in the Water, 14 goblins with spear and a bat. So it's the infamous Watcher and bat combo with some goblins with spears uh, to back it up. And then he has two 325-point options here. Uh Option number one is the Spider Queen, a Goblin Captain, a Goblin Shaman, a Bat Swarm, a Giant Spider, and 15 Goblins, 14 with uh, shields, one with bow. And then the second one is um, a, an alternative 324-point option, which is the Witch King on Horse with Crown. He's a 310-2 Witch King, 15 Black Numenorians, two Warg Riders, and one Moranin. Um, with shield speared and banner so between these two all right so so in the interest of time what we're going to do is you you may only choose one of these two options you cannot tinker with them so between these two options that sharby 9540 has given us um which do you prefer and why you can put evan on the spot evan which do you prefer and why uh, I don't like either of these options. <laughs> um, That's not a I choice. Just, at 700, Pure Moria is just so much better. I think these choices are much better at 800 plus. But anyways, if I were to pick one of these options, I would take the second one. Um, because they both average a similar model count, which is about 35 to 40. Um which means for that first list, it is going to crumple because it's 35 or 40 goblins and goblins do not survive much of anything, which means you're relying very much on your un relatively unreliable tentacle monster and your extremely unreliable creepy crawly spider, um, which I don't like. Um, I think you... With the Watcher, you want to be able to last a long time so the Watcher can really get use out of its tentacles. Um, and the Witch King with Black Numenorians is just going to last so much longer and be able to facilitate the Watcher better. Um, obviously, <laughs> again, Pure Moria with like 50 models, I think is going to last even longer than that. But that's not an option. Um so I would say the second one, um, and maybe if you can try and figure out a way to get a couple more will points on the Witch King, because he's a little bit low on them. All right, let's go to Devin, since he has a little more time pressure. Devin, what's your thought? You should have thrown in Azog. I'm not liking either of these up. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> he's a bomb. He needs a bomb. <laughs> <The> bomb. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, for the same reasons Evan mentioned, a bit, at 700 points, I would have to say the second option, just because 30 goblins. Um, but... Uh, you know, between the two, um, I think if you want more fun, 
I think the first option is more entertaining. Um, just having those two rampaging around would be a lot more fun. Um, also, some things to consider about the first option. Um, it, the watcher doesn't really want to deploy until like you're in proper position. The fact that you do have more might march, you have um, the more might march. I, 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 as crazy as it sounds, I would end up playing the first option and trying to make that work. Uh, but the second one is much safer. A defense six front line to allow you to, I mean, for all the reasons that Evan stated, I mean, the, the second option is more strategic, but knowing me and my gimmicks, I would probably try the first one. <laughs> all right. All right. So Devin's going with the first one. Evan's going please, with the second please one. Please note this is coming from a man that takes Glovar and Azog in the same list. Yeah. <laughs> um, Alisher. Yeah, just to be really brief, I agree with a lot of what Devin says. I think the first option is considerably more fun. The second option, it's trying to optimize in a way that you're not really even benefiting from. So like you're going to end up kind of making yourself and your opponent miserable in such a way that's not even necessarily resulting in. And I use miserable lightly. Obviously, this is a game. But just lightly miserable. Just lightly miserable. And I... <laughs> I know a lot about that. It's not it's not a sold on Helm's Deep level of misery. no no. Yeah. So like, just, this is just like ridiculous, but it's like you're going through a bunch of hassle to like optimize a list in this very specific way of like the Witch King Black Numenorean combo, and it's not exactly like it's going to result in the greatest of competitive returns. So if you're like if and I don't know what type of player you are, if you're tr wanting to go to an event and have a good time and maybe win some games. The first option is your go-to. The second option is not going to produce that much better of a result for you, even though on paper it is more optimized. So like for me personally, I really don't like the uh, Wraith Black Numenorean combo from a fun perspective, like me playing it. So I wouldn't, I would not play the second. I would definitely, I could see playing the first 100% at an event. So, so I would like to add in quickly that at a recent um, GBHL event, uh, David Farmer won a 1,000 point tournament with a list with the Watcher in it that also had, I think, the Witch King, Shadow Lord, Spider Queen, and a bunch of Black Numenorians. Um, and I think I that's the Witch why King, Spider Queen, and the Watcher in a list. Yeah. And you know, a thousand points. You definitely oh, a thousand. Oh, a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. All right. I missed that. Somehow. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, th I think this is definitely a combo that works a lot better at higher points. Um, and I think 700 points is a little too low to try and go for like an additional hitter plus the watcher. That's why I recommended the pure Moria so much, but I think, Definitely, if you're if you want to have fun, the Spider Queen Watcher list is going to to give you more fun. And to Evan's point, like I've played the Watcher, the Watcher is a very very fun model to play. You don't need anything more than Moria. Like you don't need a Spider Queen to have a good time with the Watcher and play competitively. So of these two choices, I think my my clear choice is the the second one. You know, for those who don't know, and we may have like made some assumptions here. The the, the tactic with the Watcher and the Bat is that you have a battle line. Um, you bring the Watcher in behind your secure battle line with the Bat next to him. 
And the watcher then proceeds to pluck every hero that your opponent has one at a time um, over the battle line and into your bat and your watcher and basically kill them all sequentially. And, you know, it, it, in my mind, the the battle line is far more secure um, with Black Numenorians backed up by a Witch King um, than it is with just um, goblins. Um and because uh, the bo- goblins can get you know kind of carved through before the the watcher can um, show up or you know take out all the heroes that it needs to to take out. Um, so uh, I think my my pick for the record is also the second option along with uh, Evan. And you know I really could care less about making my opponents miserable. So you know. <laughs> as the world knows as, as someone who just took a like 16 mo- 16 black Numenorean Mordor army to the Dutch GT I, I definitely enjoy making my opponents miserable too yeah so I think we're going to call it there um, especially since I've got an opponent coming over in um, 15 minutes against him I will be taking army of the dead so we'll see how that goes um, go. and uh, but anyway, it's is he playing Pits of Dogledore though? Uh, probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, he's typically a Mordor player, but we'll see if he's pulling something new out of the bag. So, let's talk about the Pits of Dogledore. And so, I, I, I think the Evan Evan doesn't have the book in front of him. I do have the book in front of me. So, I think I'm going to just talk through the 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 what's in the pits of Dogledor, and then you can kind of discuss a bit about how it works and then talk about your list. Will that work? All right. For those of you who are listening, Evan is nodding. Please say yes. I also responded. Okay. Um, But please make your answers verbal. It's easier for the stenographer. Um, Okay. Uh, So the pits of Dogledor, the... Pits of Dogoldor must include Azog, who is always the army's leader. Um, you can get Azog at 165 points, and of course you can buy him the White Ward for 50 more. Uh, the other heroes you can take with this are somewhat limited. Uh, you can take the Keeper of the Dungeons at 75 points, uh, who's in an interesting uh, ad. Um, you can take the gun to, a Gun to Bad Orc Captain, who's fairly straightforward. You could buy him a shield if you want. You can also take a hunter orc captain uh, at, uh, oh, the gun about orc captain is 50 points, five more if you buy in the shield. The hunter orc captain is 45 points, and you can put him on a fell warg if you want for 10 points. Um, and you can give him an orc bow for five points, a two-handed pick for five points. Um, not really that you would ever consider either of those options. Uh, and then rounding it out for the heroes, you can have Thrain the Broken, who presents a nice... Uh, interesting randomization uh, option that you can throw into this list, throw him into his own warband, drop him somewhere, um, put him on an objective and hope he doesn't just wander away at the critical moment. Uh, always an interesting time with throwing the broken. Um, I, I, I have seen him do some interesting things like on an objective, for example, uh, turning around and like killing the other guy who was uh, protecting the objective for, um, his player and surrendering the objective at the end of the game, but you know, he's fun. He's he's fun to play with. Uh, for warriors, you can get gun to bad orc warriors at five points a pop. You can give them banners. You can give them shields. You can give them spears. 
Then there's hunter orcs. If you want to put a war horn in this army, and maybe you do, that's 30 points. Um, you can also give them a banner at 25, and you can put them on fell wargs, give them an orc bow, or give them a two-handed pick. And you can also, if you want some faster moving options, just put fell wargs at eight points a pop in this legendary legion. So the special rules for this uh, legion are threefold. There is the dreaded surprise attack special rule. So once per game, before a priority is determined, so long as he is alive and on the battlefield, Azog can declare that he is using this ability. If he does, do not roll for a priority. Instead, Azog's controlling player will automatically win the priority roll. Additionally, enemy models may not declare heroic moves in the following move phase. So essentially, Azog can say, I go first, period. Full stop, end of sentence. And once he does that, Azog goes first. Um, can be a very useful rule to use at a critical point in the game when you can either take out somebody's critical hero with Azog um, or, you know, if you just need, you know, on the first turn of a game where you're starting right in somebody's face to make sure you get lined up in the uh, ideal attacks that you want, that is uh, that is an option for you. Um, the second special rule is Magical Void. Friendly models gain the resistant to magic special rule. So everything gets a little tougher to cast spells on, in particular uh, uh, Azog himself, because he's if he's on the White Warg, he's got four will. And lastly, the Fury of the Pale Orc. Uh, Azog may declare a heroic combat each turn without spending might. So Azog becomes a Lendil and gets free heroic combats every turn he wants. Now, something that's uh, important to keep in mind with this list is, because this list is not um, Azog's Legion, uh, there is no master of battle for Azog. So Azog has traded, um, uh, he has traded master of battle for the ability to call free heroic combats. The other thing to keep in mind is that uh, Azog's only option is the white work, which means that he cannot get the flail. Um, he doesn't have the ability to kind of go two handed and be fight six and just wallop everybody uh, that's around him. Um, he just has his sword. Um, so he just has the ability to use his strength five. So, uh, Evan, have I missed anything? And if so, if not, um, tell us how this army gets used. Um, no, you have not missed anything. So, um, yeah, do you want me to go over my list first and then talk about it or just talk generally about the army first? Why don't you talk generally about the army? And then yeah, you, sure. You can explain, um, how... How your list tournaments have you played this list in so far? Uh, I have played it in two tournaments. Um, one of which was a year, year and a half ago, something like that. Um, I think it was at a Pennsylvania one, um, which I came first in, and then the other one was Nova Open, where I came second. Um, so it's definitely a reliable army, that's for sure. Um, so just going over the list in general, obviously your, your main piece is going to be Azog. He's basically, he's an Elendil with six might that doesn't have the plus one to wound and is a lot squishier in the sense that he's defense five and can't boost that defense. Um, but especially at lower points, like 650, he's, he's extremely hard to stop. Um, you're not going to have a lot of magic at 650. And even if you have maybe one or maybe two or two smaller casters, it's not going to be enough because he has six might, four will because of the white warg 
and resistant to magic. Um, so uh, really your only method of killing him is going to be shooting, and that's extremely unreliable, especially when he's behind two or three ranks of guys as you go in. And then you really, really struggle to, to kill him. Um, you basically have to go in and go in for 50-50 strikeoffs, and if that doesn't work, he just kills you because he wounds you on threes. Um, and on top of that, a lot of people focus on Adzog a lot, but I don't think enough people focus on the rest of the army um, because hunter orcs are ludicrous. Um, when they're backed up by Gundabads, you get three attacks. Uh, if you've got a banner in there, you get an additional attack on that. And if they win the fight, they're strength four, and there's not a lot of defense seven at 650 just because you're you run into numbers issues if you take high points models um which means that on average if you win a fight you are generally most likely going to kill that guy um in addition um just being able to take a lot of models for example 650 i think is a sweet spot for this army just because you can get Azog, you can get a couple of captains, and then you can fit in about 38 models, which is an extremely good model count for 650, and means that even if somehow Azog gets shut down, sometimes your army will just crush through an opponent's army, even without Azog, um, and just completely destroy it. Um, it's it's certainly an extremely powerful army. Um and while it does have pronounced weaknesses, especially the ability um, to just pick a turn where you move first, um, like we we have never seen anything like it in the history of the game. The only thing that comes close is the Palantir, and you can just cancel that with heroic moves. But with surprise attack, your opponent has to play in a certain way where they can't they can't ever be in a position when you have that surprise attack rule that you could exploit at all. Because if you can exploit that position, you're just going to say, I'm going to do surprise attack. And then their, you know, their, their Aragorn that they have out on the side dies um, or their, their misplaced models get completely surrounded and killed. Um, and just having the ability to at any point in time, even if it looks like the game isn't going in your favor, to see that moment. And then it's it's not a chance that you can capitalize on it. It's guaranteed that you can capitalize on it. And being able to have that power, I think, is what makes this army so potent on the tabletop. And it's why it can perform so well. Even though, and I think as we'll see, in this episode, it does have, I'd say compared to something like Easterlings or Assault on Lothlorien, its weaknesses are a lot more pronounced, especially in the air area of courage. Um, it absolutely hates terror. Um, and if it plays against terror, you have to play very, very specifically to be able to even attempt to win the game. Um, but uh, it's, other than that sort of pronounced weakness and a decent weakness to shooting as well, especially evil shooting, it's extremely powerful and will often just walk through um, enemy armies. Um, 
if you play it at a tournament, you'll notice that oftentimes your wins will be huge. Like at Nova, I'm fairly sure I had the highest VP difference of everybody and VP scored by a long shot just because every game I was winning, I was winning in a huge way because I would just absolutely crush the army, the opposing army that is. So all in all, it's a extremely, extremely strong force with some big weaknesses. But if if you play it right, it'll take you far. All right. Well, with that lead in, um, let's discuss uh, some opposing armies. Um, Did I go over my 650 point list? Oh, right. Yeah. Sorry. I forgot about that. I forgot we hadn't done that. Go back. Yes. All right. So going going into my 650 point list. um, So I have uh, Azog on the White Warg, obviously, auto take. and in his warband, I have uh, a, a fell warg, um, a Gundabad orc with spear, shield, and banner, five Gundabads with spears and shields, six hunter orcs, and then I have a hunter orc captain with a fell warg, five Gundabad orcs with spears and shields, six hunter orcs, and then another hunter orc captain, a fell warg. Five gun to bad orcs with spears and shields and five hunter orcs. So all in all, it's 39 models. Um, there are 17 hunter orcs and uh 16 gun to bad orcs. There's a banner in there, there's three fell wargs, and other than Azog, the only heroes I have are two hunter orc captains. Um, so a couple of key things to note. No Warhorn, no Keeper of the Dungeons. Some people swear by them. Um, I think at 650, they both reduce their numbers by an amount that I don't find to be acceptable. So I didn't take them in this list. Yeah. You got a pretty even divide of a spear with the front line as well. That's another point where some people like kind of go more heavy on the Hunter Work side. I actually, um, in my Nova list, I actually went lighter on the Hunter Orcs. Um, And after taking it to Nova, I really found that the Hunter Orcs are pretty much the crux of the list. Um, I still like the backbone of having the Spear and Shield Gundabads, but I I went with a 50-50 split in this instance. Um, But I think it's totally justified to take a larger number of hunter orcs and to tone down on the gun the bad orcs a little bit more. Did you often just keep one spear shield deck dedicated to both your hunter orc captains? Uh yeah. Yeah. Hmm. You you want to be able to send a hunter orc captain into two guys, put a spear behind them and just clobber through those two guys. Hmm. Yeah, I mean otherwise the the list is sounds pretty logical to me. So I I, I like it. Um you said you have what three fell works? Three, yes. Three, okay. That's pretty much appropriate for that. So, yeah. No, where all where were the other, where, just out of curiosity, where were the other Felwargs? Or was are you counting the captains on the Felwarg as Felwargs? Uh, no captains were on Felwargs. Oh, they had they have Felwargs in their warbands? Yes. Okay. Yes, there was one Felwarg in each warband. The captains were not mounted. Please do not mount your captains as a PSA. Well, why? why? Why would you tell the audience that? 
Well, the reason, in case you, you guys didn't know, was that Hunter Orcs, the many blade special rule that gives them additional attacks, um, they don't get that when they're mounted. So do not mount your Hunter Orc captains. It's honestly, in my opinion, just a waste of points. Fair enough. Um, so, uh, Devin or Alish, who, who wants to take um, on even first? I guess, I mean, I, I'll go over uh, this list. So, full disclosure to the audience, actually, while Matt and Alish are uh, made and designed their own lists, I uh, championed Rainier, another podcast member, to uh, build one for me. And uh, I think it's interesting. <laughs> so, I'm going to make some slight tweaks to it, though, I think. And maybe you guys can decided from crazy so it seems you're, like you're crazy um <laughs> that decided let's move on <laughs> so it seems like rainier uh went with uh the strategy of i need a major deterrent against azog and he kind of centered his list around just okay what is one thing that can take azog down while the troops kill the army so the troops in theory need to be better than um the hunter works backed by spears with banner sport and then the um deterrent must be so strong that you know it can get rid of azog very quickly he chose a demolition bomb so he has a demolition team therefore kind of restricting him to isengard to get that um so he did lurks with a shield and uh, has a cribane with six scouts with shield two crossbows a pike uh, two pikes and an urukai drum and just to elaborate on this, note that the six scouts with shields are not regular Urukai warriors. It seems like because Hunter Works and Gundabads have strength four, he opted just to forego the defense six and just stick to defense five, which makes perfect sense to me on the saving points spectrum. So, um, and since he knows he's going to fight Pitzigul Dulgaldor, he doesn't have to, you know, flex that to multiple armies. Crossbows, um, kind of keeping it light, but just based on warband size, he's got two pikes. And then the drum just to make a move fast, I suppose, uh, you know, I'm, it gives some flexibility to the list. Um, so Vrasku's next with six crossbows, uh, two Dunland horsemen and two wild men with axes. My assumption is the wild men were sort of up. He had 10 points left over and sort of picked it. Um, two Dunland horsemen he picked for having an option that if you need to throw it across the board and it got countered by the wargs, uh, the fell wargs of the opposing side, um, then, the horsemen can easily take them out, uh, which I agree with. Uh, the crossbows, just maximizing them uh, in the list. We'll get to how many shots he has. Then Gorolf, uh with a Creebane. So that's two Creebane in the list so far and two horsemen so far. There's six scouts in his warband as well. Two crossbows, one pike, and then he's got the demolition team. So he's got 650 points, uh, 38 models. He's got nine points of might, which I think is very healthy. He's got 10 crossbows, two Creebane, two calf. So the thought behind the list was he was going to use fight four to win fights and strength four to kill the defense for Hunter Work line. And I completely agree that that would work. My kind of issue as I read the list is that there's like, uh, what, three pikemen? Uh, and that's it. And there's no banner uh, for those of you who are listening. So essentially, I, I have like one die to, to Evan's four. <laughs> like, so, I mean, you know, I might get the six. But and now keep in mind, that's also with even numbers. So already off the bat, based on the way this list is <laughs> kind of designed, I'm like, well, 
Evan won this game. I'm not really feeling too confident. Um, I, don't, I don't know about that. Well, okay, we'll, we'll let we'll let Evan comment. Well, well, I, well, I really yeah. like the bomb. I really like the bomb as a counter to Azza. Right? I'm not mad at the bomb. The bomb yeah. makes sense to never me, get mad at the bomb. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I think the, getting mad at the bomb. <laughs> the bomb is an excellent deterrent. Um, I I think you know uh, it, it's just okay. So. He, there's not uh, any real spears in the air. There's got three. My assumption is those three are standing behind Gerritz, Rasko, and Lurtz. So realistically, I'm looking at my entire line being unsupported. Um, so I think the modifications I might make is the drum swap that out for a banner. Um, I see far more value in having that banner support behind Lurtz, also for mission objectives potentially as well, than the ability to move fast in this list, especially against this particular opponent. I'm not really sure if what his goal is is to get an extra inch. Well, no, because I don't have bows. So no, I, I don't really know what the drama is doing here. Yeah, so I, I, so I don't get like four inch shoot. Like, so... I mean, so the theory obviously is that we can shoot out a bunch of uh, with crossbows, strength four crossbows. I, I should be able to shoot out a lot of hunter orcs before the lines meet. If I get two rounds of fire, I might get like six to ten. So, theoretically. just a thought here, Devin. Could it Go be that the reason he doesn't have spears is he's going to have a single deep line, and those crossbows are just going to be shooting into combat? I suspect the crossbows are going to be somewhere behind the line, and if you can't get, if you can't get if you can't get the bomb in, right? Because the bomb will also blow up a bunch of pikes. But if he can't get the bomb in, he's just going to have ten crossbows like shooting into Azad's combat every turn. And that could work in the sense that Azad has defense five. So, I I do think he's probably yeah I would say he's keeping some of those crossbows in reserve and just keeping them on constant shooting duty. Um, I don't I don't think he'll fire into the cro- lines of regular combats except for maybe in the cases of like where the wild men are fighting a um uh either Azog of course then you can disable her combat or uh with um uh against hunter works he can actually wound them on fours and not risk losing a valuable option but yes i could see the certainly he would probably keep a few back just to fire nazok's combat i i do not see him not doing that um so i don't know that that foregoes an entire pipeline huh good use of negatives there Devin. i do not see him not doing that I'm sorry. I guess I'm like stumbling over my words mostly because I'm like, yeah, I mean, I, yes, I see him doing that, but it still doesn't mean I get no support. You could take very easily if he doesn't want to pay the points for a pike, just take a couple orcs with spear. Yeah. All right. Here's my modification. Creebane. Why do I have two of them? I, okay. Look, I love Creebane. I love Creebane. But if I'm going to have already two Cav and a Creebane, then it's like, all right, get rid of a Creebane. That's four orcs with spears. Uh, it, it, I know they're not fight for or whatever, but they're standing behind crossbows, whatever the hell. And then, you know, maybe trade out the two wild men. Unless you have the Oathmaker, I don't know why I have wild men. So once again, trade that out with two orcs. You won't have spears. All right. So now that you've constructed Rainier's list, which, by the way, you're stuck with, <laughs> make your case. <laughs> I mean, all right. All right. Well, then let's go with a line to the line. Um, I think Azog is going to be uh, 
pretty well mitigated. I think Gurlf and Lertz and uh, Vrasku are going to have to spend a lot of might just pummeling through that line, and they'll have to do it faster than his hunter or captains could do it through mine. I think with my universal defense five against um, his defense, uh, his strength four, he needs fives to win me. I need fours to win him almost across the board. So if I win combat, it's going to be painful. I can also, with my strength four, crush through his defense six. Um, not crush through, but m- more reliably than he would like. Um, and without Azog actually doing anything. So, and also, I don't think I would be too afraid to deploy the bomb. Nah, I guess, yeah, you save it for Azog. I was thinking, like, would I blow up an orc captain? <laughs> probably not. Unless both of them together. Then maybe, but probably not. So, yeah, the girl often, and I would have to constantly be calling her a combats. And just with def- with fight five, I, you know, can eat through it. If you're making me stuck with it, then I'm going to, you know, obviously I don't have a banner anymore. So the pikes are going behind. Um, they're going to go behind Grolf and they're going to go behind Lurts. Two pikes with uh, Lurts, one with Grolf. Grolf already has three attacks, so boost up. Oh, well, Lurts has three now, too. Um, so, yeah, either way. Then, uh, yeah. <sighs> Man, I don't have a lot of confidence this list is going to work. I really don't. Can anyone make the case that this would work? Can, can anybody do that? Because I think it could. Like, I think it could. I, if it has more spears, I think it can work. I mean. Well, he's making me play it as is. He's, oh, I, I mean, it could. It could work, right? Whenever you have a fight advantage, like, in theory, if you, like, win fights, like, it can work. And you're not exactly in a situation where you can't kill. It's not like you need sixes on everything. So, like, if I win this game, I'm going to write a whole article on just how spears are overrated bullshit. Everybody should play with a front line. <laughs> so, so I, I think this army would actually be really powerful in a scenario where the armies started 24 inches apart. Yeah, yeah. Because mm. uh, yes. there would be a lot of dead yeah. hunter orcs by the time Evan's army, I think, got across the board and into combat. If you get that six to ten dead, so Evan goes from like you know thirty-eight optimistically down to twenty-eight. I'm counting on four deaths a turn with fifty percent and fifty percent off. Well, 10, and Brasco so. needs threes, like, and has a little bit of might to kind of like manipulate that as yeah. well. So, yeah. you know, if you can get down to the thirty, like thirty or fewer range, like yeah, your thirty-eight models can definitely do work. You're probably going to end up shield. I could envision shielding a reasonable amount with the scouts just to keep them like alive. And then yeah. like utilizing your two, maybe all just the three of your now alerts probably wants to keep shooting into Azog's combat. So like your you two three attack heroes. Vrasco, you mean you mean Vrasco? So you're you're saying you would keep instead of sending Vrasco and doing killing duty, you would you would actually keep him shooting into like because I would feel like the the bomb should be it depends. Like I I'm I guess you have some versatile like options in that if the bomb is in a really bad position like Verascu can keep a little bit of pressure if the bomb is in a great pre- pre- position then Verascu is going into combat like the benefit is as well like your Urukai heroes being um ki- like your Urukai heroes are going to kill more consistently than the hunter orc heroes because the hunter orc captains have to they tie with the Uruk. yeah well, and, and so, your heroes can kill the hunter or cap. Exactly, exactly, yeah. much easier. 
So like, you're not going to do much against, you know, Azog, but like the idea is like, nobody can do a lot against Azog. Except the bomb. Except, Except the, bomb. the bomb, and actually, yeah. like I, I don't hate the bomb as no. Like, once yeah. again, my no critique against the bomb. I, I, you know, not at all. I think that's a good strategy. We, we now, all know your feelings about the bomb. With the bomb, like, does it it dismounts him before it does wound? It, it, there's no? no dismount. It's just wounds. Oh, it doesn't dismount. It doesn't so, knock you. Can down. you choose? Does the warg and Azog then take hits, or does the yeah, bomb? Yes. Yep. So can you choose? The warg will most likely die. First? Can you choose the warg first, though? Uh, I. I mean, I guess you could. I don't know why it would matter. Well, it's the just drop from the, the, the fate and the might. Yeah, because if he gets uh, yeah, all yeah. of those things, you have to wound him five times to ensure that he dies. If you don't do that, like if you get rid of the warg, you have to wound him four times, which is feasible, like fifty yeah. percent chance of that, to ensure that Azog is dead. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I don't know if the rules cover that, like who you need to resolve the wounds on first in that circumstance. Yeah. I don't think it covers that at all. I think it just yeah. simply says on both horse and rider take wounds. I imagine it's a situation that the rules writers didn't even think about when writing it. Um, you didn't think they saw this coming. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, if I were to rule it, to be honest, it, it leans much more heavily that it's simultaneous. Uh, I know that sounds weird. That then how do you resolve it? You have to roll two, like... two handfuls of dice. One and <laughs> I think you would if that if it's simultaneous. Um, and and Devin, I, I kind of agree with you that I don't know how you. I don't know how you split the baby otherwise, right? I guess it. you don't because it's automatic wounds if you. It just happens. Like, I guess there's yeah. no, you don't have to roll separately. They just, it happens. And the idea is both are wounded at the same time. So yeah. if like the war were to just die, well, it would be dead. So then you can't yeah. benefit from things that you can't, like you can't. You can't put the guy in a situation though, where he has to say, should I spend this point of fate on the yeah. war or should I spend reserve it for yeah. Azog? I think, I think you're right. I think you got to roll it all at once. It's not like the explosion is going to hit the war first. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The only um, downside also is Evan can easily mitigate the bomb by um, kind of keeping Azog away from his own people. Um, because remember, if I can't blow up two of his people, I can't even blow it up at all. I have to, I always have to target two people, which is, it's a gimmicky, in my opinion, poorly worded rule in order to prevent a certain type of counterplay, but it, it exists. And so, yeah, I have to kill or be in range of one of Evan's other models. So I imagine he can just kind of put Azog away from the line a little bit. There's not a lot I have that can deal with him. But then again, you are isolating him. So I love that Rainier's list that he very likely just threw together last minute has caused such a rich discussion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I guess, I guess I'll sort of close this out with my thoughts on it. <laughs> we can move on to some other lists. <laughs> um, uh, I, Rainier, I love you very much. Um, I think Pits of Dogeldor. I, I sense a butt list. coming. <laughs> yeah, I, this. If if I were playing Pits of Dogeldor and I come up on this list in a tournament, I would not be unhappy to play against it, um, because your guys just once combat hits, your guys just die, like. Sure, if you want to, you can keep your 
10 guys plus Rasku out of combat and shoot into combat with Azog, go right ahead. Um, that means that you have an extremely limited number of models in combat. Um, and that means I'm going to kill you quicker with the rest of my models. Um, like Devin just said, I can just keep Azog away from the rest of my army and there's not much he can do about it. Um, he can shoot into the, that combat, sure, but I just explained as to why shooting into the combat when you're in combat is a bad idea. Um, even if it's 24-inch deployment, first off, to the death, I win because I sit at the back of the board with my banner and I win the game that way. Well, I'll just um, shoot it. Keep in mind, though, the, I would shoot at you. And remember, every turn when you just stand there and I just shoot and you stand there, I shoot – that moves fast. Problem, I don't problem, think you can literally do that. I, I think I can. The problem is your crossbows can't move and shoot. Um, so there's a lot of different tactics I can use to, to mitigate stuff like that. And because I can take my gun to bad orcs and put them in front of my hunter orcs, you're not killing as many of them as you may assume. Um, mm. Even with Verasku, I'd say maximum with the 24-inch range, you're getting three turns of shooting um if i double march um maybe two um depending um and in that period of time you're killing probably probably like 10, 10 models um yeah. and that's that's a decent amount that's not enough um it's because you don't have a banner and you don't have spears you're just going to get crushed anyways. Like I could just do a one-on-one -on -one fight with my hunter orcs versus your Urukai, and I would win in basically every fight, and I would kill in most fights, right? 55% chance of killing. Um, so just ha having fight four and strength four is good when you can actually take advantage of that with attacks. And because you don't have that volume of attacks that you need. It's just not going to end well, unfortunately. That's and you, the heroes are not going to be enough to really change. Because sure, you can go in and try and call heroic combats with your heroes. By the way, if any of your heroes loses a fight ever, they are taking at least one or two wounds and maybe dying because I've got... Um, if, especially if they're going into two models, I've got like six dice on them. And then if I win, I do two, three wounds and just kill them like that. Right. Um, and the hunter or captains can just go into basic Urukai scouts and chop through two of them in one turn, maybe one of them. Um, so yeah, I think, I think this list, uh, doesn't do great against pits. The, the bomb I like, um, but being able to mitigate that with Azog staying out of the way, I don't think this is the list. Everybody likes the bomb. What's not to like about a bomb? Well, all I right. mean, we are American, so that I only think makes I sense. think the sad fact is, is all four of us voted in Evan's favor here. I don't think there's any tiebreaker here. Right, I have to like challenge you to restore his honor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Alisher, uh, why don't you take a take a stab at this all right so i have the mighty assault on lothlorien um 
I did throw this together, so I could be slightly off, but generally speaking, um, it's Musger with a bat, three orc trackers, six orcs with spear. One of them will have a banner, one uh, warg rider, then an orc captain on warg with three trackers, six orcs with spear. Uh, Druzag with four spiders, a bat, six prowlers, four goblins with bow, and then a goblin shaman with four prowlers, three goblins with bow and spear. So the total comes to 13 bows, uh, 10 throwing weapons, there are 10 prowlers total, um, and 46 models with six might. Uh, so the general thinking in this, again, we're kind of coming back to the whole like sitting and shooting. Um, I think that the I I outnumber you by eight, which is nice. I think this shooting, it's kind of like, I don't know, it's a little bit dicey to consider. Like, is this better shooting than the Isengard list? I would say you probably get similar effects. I have three more bows, but then the throwing weapons are going to be more useful once combat hits. Um, I have the bats, which are mobile. I don't know that they're going to be amazingly um, productive against Azog. The base sizes of everything is just going to get really challenging. But to some extent, because Azog has a larger base, that does mean that it's more challenging to make sure that he's um, protected on all fronts uh, relative to a normal cav base. Um, I have the shaman is predominantly... The shaman and musger play an interesting kind of two-man punch because in theory it's less so because you have resistance of magic musger can just be annoying with either wither or um uh transfix of course you have resistance to magic and you have a lot of resources but because musger is so cheap and he has such a great consistency with his spells because of the reroll it's very likely possible that over the course of the game i put azog in some form of an annoying situation which very well could slow him down the spiders, because they outfight your models, and because I have a banner, I can be a little bit more manipulative with them to make sure that they are kind of operating as a hammer as needed. Obviously, I have to be very careful with them because one lost combat is likely going to result in a dead spider, but because they're so fast, I can be a little bit more flexible with what combats they're actually in. Um, the war rider and the orc captain, I just assume they're going to you know, hopefully slowly get through things. I tie you on fight largely everywhere, especially I can be a little bit more specific with that with the orc spears since I do have 12 of them. Um, and then the same idea because I'm like, I have more models overall. If I want to be, try to, you know, put four, you know, orc trackers in a situation where they're doing Hail Mary shots into an Azog combat, I can do that without feeling like I'm over-investing into it. But of course, they are also fight three, so if they need to just sacrifice themselves, they can. Um, but, I, you know, I'm thinking, like, I have 46 models. If I can get some reasonable turns of shooting, let's say even I bring you down by six to 32, then all of a sudden I'm outnumbering you by 14, which I feel a little confident about, especially as I'm getting traps or surrounds. Um, I'm getting plus one to wound, so that's added convenience. I also think the orc prowlers or the the goblin prowlers. Like I need fives to kill your gundabad. I'm sorry, fours to kill your gundabad spears, and I need. No, did you put shields on your gundabad spears or no? 
Oh, okay. So I need fives on your Gundabad uh, shields. I need fours on your orc or your hunter orcs. So I think overall, like I'm able to add consistent pressure. And if in some situation, like Azogs, originally I was thinking to throw a list for um, army of Lake Town, and I thought Bilbo was a good counter to Azog. But I feel like anyone who like knows how to play the game well will never be around Bilbo enough for me to really pose a great threat. So I think the bats add a pressure to where you always have to feel like you're on guard. Otherwise, I can send a bat your way. And because I outnumber you, I can hold things up for a turn or two in such a way that I don't know that I could probably, if you opened up or positioned yourself poorly with Azog, I could capitalize. Evan, what say you? Um, This is actually an interesting matchup. Um, you're that rainy, or you're not interesting. <laughs> I mean, we had such a long discussion. Like, I think, yeah, I, I think, I think, whatever, just but skip. the bomb really had us all going. Like, wow, that's a good bomb. Right yeah, where's your bomb, Alisher? Everybody loves, yeah. A bomb. I think, I think, Alisher, this this list would have done a lot better if you had put a bomb in it. So, it's a little bit of a mistake yeah. there. You'll put like a bomb it, in your you put a bomb too. in it. Yeah, it's yeah. The, the list starts with assault upon something. So I just I think I can get a bomb. That's the American national anthem there, Dad. <laughs> um, so um shooting's good. Um you're gonna kill probably similar amounts of models to what the crossbows did. Um, the only change being that you shoot 18 inches which means that you're getting two turns of shooting maximum, maybe one. Um, so that's probably five or six, mm -hmm. I'd say, before combat hits, which gives you a good model deficit. Um, not deficit. Uh, I have a model deficit. Um, problem is combat. Mm -hmm. um, when I was talking earlier about if I win a fight, I kill a guy. If I win a fight against you, I may well kill two guys. Mm -hmm. If I charge two guys with my hunter or gun to bad spear support. Um, and my concern is you're re relying heavily on your throwing weapons at that point. Mm -hmm. And if prowlers are great, when they win combats, but they're very bad at winning combats. And I think that I, if I charge them, even if they go into combat, throw, and then fight, I'm just going to wipe most of them out on the first turn. And then your, your ability to do damage is just going to be completely lost. Mm -hmm. um, and just the, the, that's the problem I have with both your list and Devin's list is shooting is the shooting is great. You guys can generally mitigate Azog pretty well. Um, Cause with Devin's list, I need to do some weird stuff and get him out on his own with your list. I need to keep him pretty conservative just so you never have the chance to be able to one shot him. Right. Um, but the, when combat hits, those two lists do not do enough against the hunter orcs with gun to bad spear supporting to be able to survive in combat. Um, 
and the hunter captains as well like as long as i don't let like a bat go into them or something like that or i i guess a spider that's enraged um they're just going to kill two models every turn consistently um and because of that i think this if you keep throwing the hunter orcs into combat yes if you win you're killing things but if you lose you know you're also getting wounded very easily the benefit of this list is that i can play you know i'm to some extent i guess i'm in my knowledge of it i'm relying on my kind of watching samir play and the interesting thing with the prowlers is because in many matchups, especially this one, arguably their throwing weapons are more valuable than their combat prowess because they evaporate so quickly. You're able to have a very long line of combat where you're requiring your opponent, if you position well anyways, to have to spread out themselves pretty well. And then you're using the prowlers in a way to attack like back rank supports as is convenient to do so. So you are right. This army does evaporate very well or very quickly anyways, but it does the plus one to wound like it makes it dicey so i don't know if this is entirely consistent but if you throw you know a captain into two prowlers and i put supports behind both of them and say i have a banner like if you win great you kill two prowlers if you lose you very easily you very easily could lose a captain in a turn yeah, just my concern is that I am going to be winning so many combats. That that's that's my problem I have, which which is really which is the problem in general when you play a fight two or fight three army against this sort of army where I have a ton of attacks at low fight. Mm-hmm. Um I'm just going to be winning the vast majority of combats, even if I'm forced to spread out, which usually I'd say I'm not, especially if turn one I march, turn two I march, and then I can sort of set up in a position where I can at least partially piecemeal the army, and then Mm -hmm. it might take one additional turn for the rest of the army to get in. But it's already too late in that point, because if if I am even equal numbers in combat, it's going to be an absolute bloodbath. Because um, if you can't surround me, you wound me on either fives or sixes, um, unless you're using prowlers, which are even worse at winning the fight. Um, and I am either equaling you in fight value or I'm beating you in fight value. And when I win the fight, I'm killing a guy, mm-hmm. right? I'm killing a guy 75% of the time if I just have one hunter orc in on one guy. Um, and if I can get like two isolated goblin archers with a hunter orc and a spear behind it and and break the spears off, on average, I am killing those two goblin archers or at least one. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where this army really concerns me. I think there are certainly matchups where assault on Lothlorien can do pretty well. Um, but uh, if I, I remember that uh, it's actually part of the reason I brought it to Nova was I think it does, compared to a lot of other lists, it does quite well against assault on Lothlorien. 
because while you're always winning a lot of combats against Assault on Lothlorien because of their low fight value, at least initially when they can't get their numbers to bear. Um, and a lot of army lists can't really capitalize on winning those combats, can't really kill guys consistently, but um, pits can't. Pits will kill basically every time if they win a combat. Mm -hmm. And I remember seeing a game where dad played against Avery and just watching like the assault on Lothlorien warriors just sort of evaporate yeah. mm -hmm. um, when they, when they were fighting the hunter orcs. Um, so I think, but, but I think the matchup is okay, but it's, it's shaky. Mm. By the way, for the record, that was the game that I ended up winning because Thrain botched his die roll on the last turn. We were playing Fog of War. Thrain botched his die roll on the last turn, like killed the other guy, the other uh, Azog's Legion guy that was sitting on uh, Avery's objective, and then moved, you know, like moved off the objective so that he couldn't get points for Thrain the Broken, and then Thrain killed the guy that was still there. <laughs> so, ah, Thrain. All right. All right, any more discussion of Alish, or do you want me to take my, my attempt at it here? Um, I mean, pretty much Evan covered, like, all of it. The main thing I would be concerned about is the fight value difference. So, um, I, you know, I don't think uh, Alisher has no chance here, but if I had to call bets... Um, I mean, one thing um, I will say is... I mean, I can't, the, you know, because I have I have played this particular matchup before, and it's it's not necessarily a bad if you are in an objective scenario, for example, it's not necessarily a bad matchup because yeah. Azog goes somewhere, and then the rest of your army just goes someplace else, and um, you know you you've got enough figures that um, you know basically Azog goes in and kills some stuff, and then you're shooting. You know, especially if you can get archers into places where the pits of Dolodor army can't get at them. Like, mm -hmm. I think at that point, I had archers like standing on top of tents, shooting down into um, fights and stuff like that all around them. The tents became like little turrets. Um, and if you can get if you get archers in positions where they can like just consistently get shots off, you'll just start killing the hunter orcs, and you can you know you can kind of win the game that way. But you don't want to. You don't necessarily want to fight this one heads up with um, Army of Lothlorien. But you can get into a position where the it's about you know positioning. You know you'll lose a good chunk of your army to Azog and his buddies, but he'll lose a good chunk of his army to your shooting. So, all righty, um, we ready for me? Mm -hmm. um, okay, so uh, let's see. So my army is. The Return of the King, Legendary Legion. So um, this gets me three things. Um, it gets me a free Andoral with uh, Aragorn, which is actually surprisingly not useful in this scenario, but it, or in this particular matchup. But if it's free, it's for me. Um, it uh, gets me a basically a six-inch banner from Aragorn on all the dead models that come with this, all the spirit models, which is very useful. And then it gets me a harbinger of evil from the king of the king of the dead, which is incredibly useful against this particular army. Um, so the army itself is Aragorn, 
And with Aragorn is one rider of the dead, um, five warriors uh, with shield, uh, warriors of the dead with shield, and six warriors of the dead with uh, shield and spear. And warband number two is the king of the dead. He also has a rider of the dead with him. And uh, he has five warriors of the dead uh, with shield and six warriors of the dead with shield and spear. So it comes out to um, 26 models. So I'm going to be outnumbered. I don't really care very much because Evan's not going to be charging me very often. Um, and uh, the way I think this army is going to fight is there's going to be a line up front with um, Warriors of the Dead in front, um, Warriors of the Dead with uh, Spear in the second rank with a couple of kind of like one base width, but not wide enough to get a cavalry wide through holes in that line that uh, if I want to, I can send either the King of the Dead through or Aragorn through um, to to kill ordinary soldiers or um, hunter or captains. Um, but most of the time, the King of the Dead and Aragorn are going to be hiding behind this wall and picking off targets of uh, opportunity in some place where Azog's not going to get near them. And the Riders of the Dead will probably stay back with them. And um, so that if stuff does, you know, kind of lap around the flanks of this line, the Riders of the Dead can handle them, Aragorn can handle them, or the King of the Dead can handle them. And then the rest of the army is just going to go forward and um, probably put some guys into Azog and hopefully I can, you know, win priority with um, uh, Aragorn's free might, in which case Azog's not charging. And then even if he, you know, assuming he wins the fight and he probably will, um, he still, if he wants to get his free heroic combats off, um, needs to kill the figures he's fighting on sixes because um, he's strength five. Uh, strength five. Um, and then the rest of my army is going to kind of pick off in one-on-one -on -one combats or perhaps surround one side of Evan's line because I can use heroic marches to kind of get around it um, and uh, start picking off hunter orcs, which they wound on threes, or uh, Gundabad uh, orcs, which they wound on fours. Um, and in return, you know, his Evan's stuff is going to be wounding me on sixes. Um, so that's basically the plan. No, I, I actually really like this counter to his list. I mean, if he gets a single hunter work onto one man of the dead, he's got three attacks and with a banner, four attacks to you or one. And it didn't hear how many spears did you say you had? It's half spears. So I can. Tassers, I can okay. So I can, I can not put a spear behind and Aragorn's. And Aragorn's a benefit. Yeah. So yeah. I'm so, okay. Then that's not bad. Yeah. So then. Uh, and you said you're you're tied combat, right? Like, is a yeah, it's it's, no, it's going to be fight yeah. three all the way across. Hmm, I think three dice. So you have a fifty percent chance of getting a six and rolling three dice, which I mean, you know, we say that <laughs> casually, but um, I know in actuality it never works out that way or doesn't seem to. But I think he can. I mean, so first, this list I think has the best chance of winning. I think that if it the fact that he only needs one hunter orc into a fight with one of your guys, the terror isn't as concerning. I like it's different than like a black Numenorian line where like you have a lot of models, but in here he can lock up um, your guys just by getting at least a majority of these combats in, and it's not like you don't want to charge so you really want him to go first fail a whole bunch of terror tests and you respond and then no. i go with, with two yeah 
on one hunter work. Um, so I end up with five dice against his three. You're 10 models less than him. I am about 10 models less than him. Yeah. What is it? 26 models? 26 models. That's 13 less. Yeah. This, this is, you know, the, the, the odds of kill. I mean, it's it, the fact that he does have enough attacks, three dice. He probably, if he makes at least some dent in the dead, he could gain momentum. So it really just depends on how fast you're killing his stuff off before he gets some lucky dice rolls to knock out dead warriors. Um and you said your mitigation strategy for Azog is just Aragorn in the King of the No, Day? I just I just put I just put a warrior. In just front. put a warrior in front of him. Yep. Or even so, just because he's not going to heroic combat off of two. I mean, uh, uh, if he's charging, he might. But if he's not charging, um, which you know, because he may he may even fail his charge test trying to go in. Mm-hmm. Um, if he's uh, if he's not charging, he's not going to heroic combat off of two warriors. And if he, loses, he only needs. He need he need Azog needs sixes to wound the warriors. Five and eight, yeah. Um okay. I would say your chances are yeah, the chances are he's not heroic combat enough. I think that if he gets one six, he will and the other one's a five or four. He well, four might be tough, but I mean spending two points might to kill two men of the dead. That's rough. Uh, Aragorn will crush Azog as soon as he runs out of might. So as soon as Azog's out of might between the King of the Dead and Aragorn, Azog yeah, that's over. Yeah. I, you know, that's interesting. If I had to place bets on that, I mean, obviously, like I like to place bets more on the player than the actual army itself. So, I mean, even both, both of you are obviously skilled opponent. That's, um, but you've always liked me better, Devin. I know, right? <laughs> I yeah, I mean. <laughs> That, that that's the first time. Yeah, I guess uh, just to say. Yeah, then say I'll pay you I'll a say, twenty if you say I win. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'll, I'll go ahead and go with the return of the. In most scenarios, they're either mobility based or numbers based. In which case, this army has a problem, and so that's the one reason I would honestly probably have to go with Evan. And it's just on scenario in a straight fight. Yeah, I think that the evidence is there, but I'd wonder. I mean, with no courage, if you break him, then he's screwed. Um, I'm, I'm just running through all the scenarios in my head. Sorry, uh, you have well, more. He has well, more. Well, mobility. you're running through. Why don't we hear from Evan? I'll, I'll just. Well, I'll, yeah, actually, I'll just go with Evan. But go ahead. Go ahead, Alistair. I'll, I'll say. I'll say Evan's still in this one, but. Just barely, just because of the scenarios and the mobility requirements and the spread out requirement of scenarios, which then takes people away from Aragorn's banner range. It take you know it, it moves you around a little bit more than you would like as a bubble army. So I'm going to go with Evan strictly on scenarios. Been a straight up fight. I think Matt wins. So that's what I'll say. What's your thought, Alisher? Um. And you don't have to have one. It's such odd lit. Like, you know, usually when we like come together with like an assortment of lists, there are consistencies. But like like AOL has played a lot, but Return of the King is such an out there. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people play Return of the King, but you don't really like think of it as this like grand like counter list, but it does now. So I've played Return of the King a reasonable amount at events. 
Um, I've played against it as well with Army of Lake Town, and I have beaten it with Army of Lake Town. So um, I'm just using that as a low courage reference, but of course they outfight. I think, I don't know, it's hard for me to rat like what hundred orcs do really well in the face of low courage is that you know whereas any other model if they like they're one attack by themselves a hundred orc obviously is two attacks so like it feels like two models worth of things so you don't need as many of them to get in needing sixes just makes it such an awkward like like kind of dicey situation but then also the the Gundabad orcs that he has are courage three. So like he could theoretically have some flexibility there. Um, yeah, it would be a whole lot easier if you had Legolas in the list, but I, like, you can't, yeah, can't, can't fit him in at 650. If you had Legolas in the list, I would, of course it would make more sense. Um, I certainly think you can beat uh, pits of Dogledore with that. Um, it really just depends on how well Aragorn. I think it. I think it just boils down to how well does Aragorn do, which it's like if Aragorn goes into hundred orcs and is picking up, you know, four hundred orcs a turn. Great, like that's going to be way more impressive than Azog, who might get, you know, three maximum, maybe like between one and three models at most. I can't imagine him killing four very easily. Like, but then if Aragorn loses a fight, he dies almost. So, yeah, I don't think Aragorn, Aragorn is too important to the list, I think, to send him into um, to Hunter Orcs. Um, although he, he is pretty safe because he's got his three attacks. Plus, if you can, if you can back him up with a spear that gets a banner, then he's get gets five dice. Um, you do also but, have a six inch banner, which actually is quite. I think that is a large. Yeah, I think the six inch band. I mean, that's why I'm saying Aragorn. I think Aragorn just goes in and kills like one guy a turn, um, and then. Uh, but I think really what you want Aragorn for is to kill off his hunter or captains. Yeah, that's fair. I, you know, although it kind of goes and the same with the King of the Dead too. Here, I, I, I think Matt. Could, I think Return of the King is better in the matchup. It's really weird, and it's real. Like in my mind, this is kind of a 50-50 split. But like, I I think Matt can play wide because he has you know a twelve inch um, harbinger of evil. He doesn't have to play narrow if he doesn't want to. He could also choose to play narrow and castle up if he wanted to. He has a law. He has a large banner. He has plenty of spear support to be able to make sure that he's having dice in the fight. If he wins against the hunter orc, he needs threes to kill them as opposed to sixes from the hunter orcs. At Aragorn, I agree, like can be a little bit more of like a spit, like a not an assassin per se, but he can be more like specific with who he's going after because he is the banner. And the King of the Dead, like, I mean, the King of the Dead is the King of the Dead. He can just participate in regular fights um, and try to pick up a couple of guys a turn. He's pretty tanky. So I, I think Return, I think Return of the King could do it. All right, Evan, what, what say you? Rainier, what do you think? <laughs> Rainier, you can't possibly imagine how much discussion we had from your list. Did you guys yeah, talk about it? Yeah, we, we had did. a very long discussion about your list. 
yeah, I bet half of it was like it sucks, and the other half were like, no, he used to be a good player. Like we got to give him the benefit of the doubt. It was a strange combination of the bomb is brilliant, and the rest is the product of a fevered mind. <laughs> it's exactly what happened. <laughs> If no one can see the, the thread of like our chat, it's like, I can't join. I have a fever. I got to take medicine. Oh, wait, the medicine's not kicking in because I have a fever. Let me join. So, yeah. We actually, we knew, like, I, I felt like when you created it, you instantly thought bomb and the rest just was, you know, like thrown yeah, well, in there. As you there, there is some thought behind it. So, basically, I knew that yeah. Evan would have strength four. So, I was like, why put defense six? Just put defense five and save the points. And then I realized also 650, you can't really do much with 650. So let's just throw some crap in there. Well, so, okay. We all actually got what you were thinking. The only thing we didn't understand was why no spears and no banner? Why a drum instead of a banner? Yeah. I wanted to like roll the dice hypothetically. No, You're, you're actually dice. rolling very little dice. <laughs> the, the, the issue is you're rolling one yeah. die and I'm rolling like four. four. <laughs> yeah. yeah i would if i put more thought into it throw a banner throw a spear get maybe around 34 models but the bomb yeah what did you guys think well i guess i'll have to watch this well one. the bomb we we like i said we liked it it just was it was the spears it was, the bomb that was the so much discussion <laughs> it was like it really was like the bomb is brilliant of course who why didn't anyone else think to put a bomb in against azog and then it's like but the rest of the list kind of stinks man <laughs> now, so actually rainier um at in the um in the masters event uh at Articon, um jay acharya beat sean lang who had pits of double door and jay acharya had the um the assault on helm's deep legendary legion and he blew up azog um though he also of course had two ballistas and more crossbows than you did so i think if you were going for something to to beat um to beat pits i think in general even though it is nerfed the um assault on helm's deep uh is probably a bit more effective yeah that's a fair point I mean, I think even just one one ballista to keep Azog honest. Um, yeah. And I mean, the ballista is just going to chew through troops whenever it hits, right? Yeah. And I guess. Oh, the, we have a final vote on on whether or not Matt. Oh, and we, I actually no, should. No, I, I should probably heard. talk about the army of the dead yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when when I went into this recording, I was thinking of three lists that are probably the most threatening um, to to pits, and generally they're very terror focused um, because that I think is pits's biggest weakness, and that is Mordor with a bunch of black numbs and a ring wraith in there, maybe multiple ring wraiths depending. Um, that's Angmar. Um, and to a slightly lesser extent, some list with Kirdan in it. Mm. Um, those three were the big ones where I was like, this is going to be very tough for me to play. Um, then you read mine and you were like, wow, that tops it off. <laughs> 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 um, 
And I was actually quite surprised that none of you guys picked those lists, because if I were to make a list to beat my list, I would have taken one of those. Um, and actually, when dad pulled out this list, I was like, oh, yeah, that list sucks. But in this particular circumstance, <laughs> it actually would do pretty well. Um, and I... Sorry yeah, to all the, return, the diehard Return of the King players out there who have it, really been trying to make it go. I, so the Return of the King is... Funny, people I, I love you Return of the broken. King players very much. Um, we did used to say Return of the King was broken. Um, people did say that. <laughs> that's, that's not... It's not... Um, but I think it is definitely much better at higher points levels, which this is not. Um, however, it still hits the boxes that I am afraid of the most, which is it has Harbinger and it has terror and it's got at least some sort of threat to Azog. I mean, obviously it's not reliable because Aragorn is not a bomb. And Aragorn is not an angry spider in bat. Um, but at least there is a threat presence with Azog where I can't just play him super recklessly. Mm -hmm. um, what makes this list more manageable than those three big threats that I talked about before is that its model count is, low, is so low, um, which means that even though... So my Hunter Orcs are down to Courage 1, which means I think out of the 36 possibilities on two dice, 10 of them pass the Courage test, which is less than a one-third chance, which is not good at all charging. Um, so I cannot play in a traditional way. Um, I can't just throw my guys at his guys and expect to win because I simply will not, which means that when I play this game, it's going to come down a lot to the scenario um, and how I can use the the finer points of the scenario to be able to either pull a draw or pull a win. Um, and I'm really starting from a losing position because I cannot engage with the list. And thankfully, another helpful part of his list um, is that he doesn't have shooting, which means I don't have an incentive to engage him unless I'm playing something like hold ground or something like that, which means very counterintuitively to what you would usually see um, with the Pits of Dogledore list, I will be running away a lot. I'll be doing a lot of repositioning, a lot of putting Azog into one guy, calling a heroic combat, and then running away. Um and it's going to be a very technical game, and it's going to be a very challenging game. Um, and it, I think it's going to be a lot of playing the objectives. For example, if I hit something like to the death, playing extremely conservatively and running away when I can because I have a banner and he doesn't. Um, and then there are some scenarios that are going to be very challenging. Hold ground is going to be extremely challenging. Um, Lords of Battle is also going to be quite challenging. Um, so I think, I don't think the, the matchup is as bad as it may appear 
like on the surface, because I mean, I can't charge him. Right. But I think there's a lot of counterplay if you play smart. However, I think it's still favorable to the army of the dead, just because there's no way an engagement with them would win. Not consistent. Like that is like, I don't think this is a, it's something that you can like, like no way you, you just need slight momentum if you get a few kills on some good charges it, the problem is it is extremely challenging to capitalize on those kills because charging is so challenging um and i had that same problem when i played against angmar in the final round of nova is i just could not charge him so I I was never able able to even generate momentum to yeah. be able to to capitalize, um, and I was able to to win that because I played seize the prize and seize the prize is a dumb scenario, but it was it was a brutal game, um, and really showed how problematic terror is for this army. Right. Shall shall we hold a vote then? Indeed. All right. So, uh, so, so, rare. I'm sorry, but we're gonna have to exclude you since you didn't actually hear. Well, you you know, two. Well, you didn't really hear the armies, but we're gonna put you to the side for a second. But uh, all right. So, Devin, um, you started. So, who who's your vote for? Of who's gonna be of all three of us? Who's gonna be Evan? Right. And and we I can't choose Evan winning all four games. Correct. You, you have to. Okay. Devin, you have so little faith in us, man. <laughs> <laughs> the best opponent. Remember, like, there's no point in even voting. It's just <laughs> Matt. Matt's gonna. The, Matt's army is clearly has the best shot. Well, in yeah, it was in th- against this particular army. Yeah. All right, all right, Alistair, go ahead. Um. Yeah. I want to, like, in a joking way, vote for Rainier, but, like, it's such a <laughs> choice. I can't even, like, ingest. You can't even, you can't even entertain <laughs> it as a funny. <laughs> I would feel so foolish to say it that I can't. No, sorry, Rainier. Uh, I'll go with Matt for sure. I think Return of the, I like to see Return of the King in this, in this list uh, in general. And I think I genuinely, Terror is such, of all the things in this game that I hate to have to play into, terror is without a doubt one of them it's thank like, god it's not many armies that have it though so well like it you feel like you have a even if you have a high courage army you feel like you're good and then like Devin and i play a practice game where he failed three ghosts in a tur in a row yeah. against my thrandall's halls like it's so irritating and especially more so in this one so for sure i'll go with return of the king all right well i'm gonna at a pure self-interest considering if i vote for somebody else i at least raise the possibility that I would lose because Evan would vote for him and tie. Um, and I know Evan's going to have an interest since he has to face off with a victor in, in getting a weaker army, weaker opponent. I'm going to vote for myself. So I'm going to put it out of reach, but um, so that's, that's three votes for me. And, um, uh, and then Evan's vote to go just for the record, Evan, what's your vote? I'm going to vote for Rainier out of spite. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to vote for I'm going to vote for uh, your list, Dad. Um, because I think I think um, Rainier's list and Alisher's lists work to exploit a weakness that I don't think is as big as a lot of people may perceive, which is the shooting weakness. 
Um, and I really think because you have the, the heroic marches and you have the defense six gun to bad orcs and your, your damage when you engage is so good that I think it is very possible to be able to take heavy shooting like that and still have a very good chance of winning. Um, and I think dad's army, while it is in fact army of the dead and it has like zero models in it still has the crux of what I think is the biggest fear of the pits of Dogledore, which is terror, especially terror that's backed up by Harbinger of Evil. All right. It's like it pains you to admit that Return of the King is a good list in certain circumstances of it. It's, it is it's a good every, list. Every, every, time, every time I play against it, I feel like even if my matchup on paper against Terror isn't that great, I always feel like I, I win for like some reason or another. And when my matchup against Terror is good, I just walk over them. I just I just feel like the the warriors of the dead are are too expensive for what you get for them. Yeah. But that is another discussion for a completely different episode. Fair I enough. should have done my list, Alisher, the one that me and you practiced the game with. I forgot about that one. You should have done that list. You yeah. should have prepared that. Should, should have done that. Should, you it. should just have books on you at all times. <laughs> should have just Oh man. I need <laughs> Well, actually, so if we do this map uh, one in the next episode, then um, and we roll uh, King of the Hills, would we just roll again or <laughs> have the shortest episode ever? Or what is it? King of the Hell. Contest of Champions? No, no, no. The one where you got to mail through a battle to get to the center. Oh, Hold ground. Thank you. King oh, of the Hill. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I said King, though. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's King of the Hill, basically. If, yeah. Um, all right. So now we get Iverson Bowl Part Two. We got Iverson Bowl Part Two. Revenge. This is Evan's chance for revenge. Um, uh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. All right, guys. Good to see you all and everybody. Thanks for joining us. Mm -hmm. See you guys.